Happy day, Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus. I am so happy to be with you guys, and I'm thankful that you have decided to look into what I have to share with you. Today, I am going over week of June 29th through July 5th, and this is in a section called Alma chapters 23 to 29 and today that is the focus of they never did fall away and so I am going to give you a background of where we're at in these chapters and the story that kind of has been unfolding and to if this is your first time listening to us you can find this particular handbook on lds.org go to scriptures then go to come follow me then go to june 29th through july 5th on the individual manual and so there are some questions to begin this section that I wanted to pose to you we all kind of can have these questions to reflect on but um, the paragraphs or the section that I am going to focus on today are the following When God's children accept the gospel, great blessings follow. My conversion to Jesus Christ and his gospel changes my life. God is merciful. And then serving the Lord brings joy. So what has been transpiring here is that there's this group of young men who were once very rebellious and were working against the church of God and destroying it. Uh, And because they had very righteous parents, uh, one of them being, both of them being prophets, uh, that prayed that their children somehow may change their ways and so God literally sent an angel to stop them in their tracks and said you can either be destroyed by God or you can change Uh, we're here because of your parents prayers for you guys type of thing and I guess that shook them to the core and they did change and they became Um, Alma became a prophet and the other ones were definitely great missionaries in the gospel and they have some great stories that you and your children or loved ones would love to hear. They're just amazing stories. So today's story focuses on the fact that one of these servants or missionary's name is Ammon and Ammon came into 
um, an area where there's a king called King, king Lamoni and his kingdom. Um, there were all Lamanites and basically they had been taught to hate the Nephites and to murder them if they were, came near one. And so Ammon is a Nephite and he sticks out like a sore thumb in this land and he winds up asking them to let him stay with them and serve them and the king really likes them and in the previous chapters we talked about how Ammon is a someone with great strength and and showed off his physical power and also his spiritual power in saving the flocks of the king and uh, his people and they thought he was a god and later found out he's not because he taught them the gospel and the whole kingdom, King Lamoni and his whole kingdom were converted. Um, I should say maybe 99% of them were converted and the king really loved Lamon, uh, Ammon and just um, sent him to throughout his kingdom teaching the gospel and he sent a proclamation to his kingdom saying there should be no obstruction whatsoever in his kingdom from letting Ammon and his brethren teach the gospel to all of them. So he basically said, you need to open the doors to these men and you will not mistreat him in any way, shape, or form. And so these people became very strong in the gospel uh, and they were so strong in the gospel that they never did fall away. They became rock-solid examples of conversion and examples of just much rather dying than to commit sin again and, um, you know, take away their chances to get back to God. So that brings us to the questions that I wanted all of you to think about. It says here, do you sometimes wonder whether people can really change? Maybe you worry about whether you can overcome poor choices you've made or bad habits you've developed, or you may have similar worries about loved ones. And then it says, if so, the story of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's can help you. These people were the sworn enemies of the Nephites. When Ammon and his brethren decided to preach the gospel to them, the Nephites laughed at them and scorned them, saying killing the, Neph the Lamanites seemed like a more plausible solution than converting them to the gospel. But the Lamanites did change. 
through the converting power of the Lord, where once they were known as a hardened and ferocious people, they became distinguished for their zeal towards God. In fact, they never did fall away. Maybe you have false traditions to abandon or weapons of rebellion to lay down. Or maybe you just need to be a little more zealous in your testimony and a little less prone to falling away. No matter what changes you need, the stories in Alma 23 and through chapter 29 can give you hope that through the atoning power of Jesus Christ, long-lasting change is possible. So, that is like a pretty powerful introduction to these chapters that you can read and find out just what a great conversion story this is. And... The focus of this discussion for me with you is going to be the part that says maybe you have false traditions to abandon or weapons of rebellion to lay down. So this group of Lamanites, the false traditions or the bad traditions they needed to abandon were the what they had been taught by their fathers um, that they they were taught to hate the Nephites and kill them um, because the Nephites came from their younger brothers Nephi and Samuel uh, and Jacob and the Lamanites came from their older brethren who were Laman and Lemuel. And bottom line, the younger brothers were more righteous in following and living the gospel and the older brothers were not. So before their dad died, he took away the birthright of the older brothers and gave it to the younger brother and made him a leader over his family because he knew that he would lead his family to righteousness. And so the older brothers were very unhappy with their dad doing that. And so they harbored hate towards their younger brother and said that he robbed them of their birthright and leadership over the people and basically, uh, Nephi had to separate himself. He was told to leave or he would be killed with his family. And so he left. And so the people that follow Nephi were people that lived the gospel and stayed close to God. And the people that stayed with Laman and Lemuel were not living the gospel and they became very wicked and they taught their children to hate the Nephites and to kill them because they had been robbed. So for many, many generations, that is the story that these Lamanites got. And so 
that is what they strive to do. They just lived for the purpose of um, wanting to kill the Nephites and um, coming to war against them, etc. So when we say the bad traditions of the fathers, we got to think of what traditions within our families had been handed down to us that maybe it's time for us to re-examine and figure out what on earth, uh, why do we do what we do? It does not make sense. This is not a good thing. Uh, and consider abandoning those because hatred and anger and wanting to destroy a people that you know nothing about really you're just following the traditions of your parents or your previous generations with no real explanation not making sense that can keep you or us from progressing and that is exactly what happened to these Lamanites they were not progressing spiritually and the Nephites who were living the gospel and the commandments and had prophets among them were a more blessed people because God blessed them uh, for being more righteous. So in any event, um, it is time for us to think what can be holding us from progressing from making better choices, from passing down uh, traditions to our children that are going to benefit them rather than hinder them. Um, I certainly had to do that. And I come from a culture that has many, many traditions. And some of them are beautiful and great, and some of them are not so. And so I kind of had to weed out some of the ones I did not want my children to grow up knowing or learning about because it would make not a difference in their lives. I wanted them to focus on better things. And the other traditions are beautiful. And so we all have some of that. We just need a little bit of weeding out the bad among the good and focusing more on some of the good stuff. And when he says, you know, what weapons of rebellion do you have that you kind of can give up? Um, these stories are referring to the weapons the Lamanites would use against the Nephites, uh, rebelling to accept them and love them for who they were and just basing their hatred of them up based on what their parents or previous generations had told them. And so they literally had weapons of rebellion, actual weapons of war, uh, because they would come against the Nephites to destroy them. So in contrast, what kind of weapons of war do we have or weapons of rebellion do we have that we use on some family members or people or 
other cultures or races or whatever, what are those that are preventing us from progressing and from um, passing a more blessed life to our children? And so uh, it's going to take some humbling and some wanting to change for us to realize what those weapons of rebellion are and what are some of those wicked traditions of the fathers that we may need to do away with. But the bottom line is, this is a beautiful story. The Lamanites that did convert, which was the majority of the kingdom, um, you can pretty much call it the whole kingdom, they accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ and when they did that they made an oath that they would never once again raise their swords to kill any of their brethren ever again um, and the oath that they made they followed by putting things in place that would ensure that they would never go back on that oath and what that was is that they dig ditches, very deep ditches, and threw their weapons of war in them and buried them in the ground so that if something did happen, they would never recur to getting another weapon to kill another human being. And so they made an oath and they made a plan on how they were going to keep that oath and how they were going to teach their children not to ever do the same thing they had done previously. And so they became known as a very zealous people towards God because they would not, they would much rather die than sin again or shed the blood of innocent people again. So the Lamanites, the other Lamanites, uh, when they found out what these people had done, they were very angry. How could they convert? How could they now be part of the Nephites type of thing? So they did come upon them. And like I said, these people did not raise a sword to kill anybody or they did not even defend themselves. And so the Lamanites saw that these people would kneel down and just wait for them to kill them rather than run or hide or raise a weapon of war against them. That seeing their brethren do that kind of touched their heart and made them understand what a horrible thing they were doing killing their brothers when their brothers were not even defending themselves and so they killed about a thousand of the um, converted Lamanites and they felt so bad that because of the example of them not defending themselves and letting themselves be killed by their other Lamanite families 
they too just dropped their weapons of war and decided they were going to do what their brethren that they had just killed did, and that was to accept the gospel and to no more raise their weapons of rebellion or war against their brethren. And so even though they just finished killing off about 1,000 of those converted Lamanites, more than a 1,000 of the other ferocious Lamanites converted and joined the, the converted Lamanites and became a great people. So that's kind of interesting that God works in mysterious ways to preach his gospel and bring his children to the gospel. And bottom line, the Nephites were concerned that this scene that just I just explained to you was going to keep happening over and over again and that they were going to keep trying to kill the newly converted Lamanites and they were just going to be slaughtered because they had buried their weapons of war and would never defend themselves again. So they took the Lamanites from that part of their country and brought them into where they lived and asked the prophet and the king over that land uh, if they can accept them into their kingdom and they did and they gave them a land and let them um, live there and they set their armies to defend them in case the Lamanites would come in and try to destroy them again. So an incredible story. Um, they dropped the name Lamanites because they didn't want to be called by the name of their brethren who still did not hated the Nephites. So they became known as the anti-Nephi-Lehites. Um, and they were a great example to the Nephites on how strong and steadfast they were in the gospel. And they taught their children to be rock solid in the gospel and you will hear some great stories of young men later on called Helaman warriors who were the children of these anti-Nephi-Lehites who um, were taught so much of the Lord that their faith was solid and God God showed many miracles in saving them and their people because they were so strong in the gospel. So, bottom line, the section here that says, my conversion to Jesus Christ and his gospel changes my life. And when God's children accept the gospel, um, great blessings follow. These sections speak volumes of what happened to this group of people that converted and never, um, they much rather die than sin again. Um, it says here, um, 
the Lamanites who were visited by Ammon and his brethren seemed to be unlikely candidates for conversion. They were trapped by the traditions of their fathers and their own wickedness. Yet many of them accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ and made fundamental changes in their lives. As a symbol of their own conversion, these Lamanites called themselves anti-Nephi-Lehi's. And it says, reflecting on the conversion of these Lamanites might prompt you to ponder your own conversion unto the Lord um, and consider how your own conversion to Christ is changing you. What do you feel you still need to change so that the gospel can have greater power in your life? And so, I had never stopped to think about how, you know, some of my sins that I maybe don't consider that great or that big or whatever um, might be holding me back from receiving greater power in my life. And so that is something that we should all ponder because the more we live the gospel of Jesus Christ, the more we are changed, the more, the more we see everybody else with different eyes, the more we love and accept others, the more we are able to understand what is going on in the world, the more we are able to distinguish between good and evil because nowadays, we are seeing the classic um, I lost my train of thought on the we are seeing what was prophesied and that is that in the last days people will call evil good and good evil and you wonder how can we come to this state of mind where something that we know to be good and we are judging people by their examples and the the things that they are doing and we can see that they are good yet other people are calling them evil and then the things that are completely out of line for us that we can clearly see are wicked and evil those people are choosing to call good how can we have greater power to distinguish that and not fall into the same trap that we see our other brethren falling into? Well, this lesson taught us that we have to do away with the wicked traditions of the fathers, put away our weapons of rebellion, which means we'll have to be humble and accepting where we are wrong and wanting to change and allowing the gospel of Jesus Christ and his atoning power to change us. And that can happen because we have great examples on these anti-Nehi-Lehi's um, and even the sons of Mosiah and Alma who change drastically from night to day and became great people that were now preaching the gospel and trying to change more lives for good.
So that will require humility and the best part is that we'll have to repent of the things we have done wrong. And sometimes that's the hardest part to accept. The truth hurts. The truth is hard to accept, especially when we've been doing wrong and when the world has been telling us, no, you are, this is something worth fighting for and we need to uh, rebel and, you know, don't settle for people... um, you know, not if they don't, they need to change everything and and give us what was rightfully taken away from us. Can you see that Laman and Lemuel did that to their children? They hated their brothers and they said they took away the leadership and, um, and their birthright and therefore they thought they'd been owed that their whole life and so they hated their brothers the Nephites for it their whole life and that only brought war and misery their whole life and so that is exactly what is happening right now people say hey I'm entitled to this my parents were robbed of civil rights my parents were robbed by you know this race or whatever we deserve better and we're going to demand it and we're going to demand that with being violent and aggressive this is happening in modern day just like it happened in old times and we can see what happened to those that continued on that path and we can see what happened to those that humbled themselves got rid of the traditions the wicked traditions of the fathers and became converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ and then now had a better life for their children who became very stalwart in the future as you will know so I have experienced the same change in my life. I the gospel has completely made me a different person than that I was, and I'm grateful for that. And other people may not like the changes, but I am happy and I'm at peace with the changes because I can now see the world with more love and compassion and empathy than I used to. I now have a desire to help people get to where I'm at in peace, even though there's mass chaos and confusion around us, I'm still able to enjoy some of that peace. I want to share that with everybody, and this is the purpose of my podcast, and this is the purpose of reading to you some of these lessons so that we can see how um, we can change and how God and Jesus Christ are just waiting to extend that to us uh, as soon as we humble ourselves and repent and have the desire to change. So with that, I am going to sign off, wishing you a 
great rest of your day and God bless. We'll see you next time.